All right, if I could have everybody take your seats. We do have a couple of announcements before we get started. Men's breakfast is July 30th. That is this Sunday at 8 a.m. That is this Saturday. I am uh, I'm learning my days still. I'm getting pretty good. I've got six of them pretty well. Uh, <laughs> this Saturday, July 30th at Black Bear Diner in Sparks. You can contact Ron Sherwood for more information like the correct day. <laughs> Uh, our, joy, uh, our Joy Just Older Youth Senior Citizen Ministry is having a potluck on July 31st after the second service in the Family Life Center, so please bring a dish to share. And the Wild Waters Church Outing is August 13th, that's right, let's give a hand up for Wild Waters. August 13th at 11 a.m., uh, tickets are $26 per person. And the sign-up is at the children's counter. You can contact the church office uh, for more information on that. The Reno Aces Faith Night is August 19th with worship from our very own home church worship band. So, uh, yeah, bring some chairs or blankets uh, and come enjoy worshiping our Savior, fellowshipping with your church family, and then enjoying some baseball Tickets are $9 each and are on sale in the foyer, so get your tickets today. And finally, but definitely not least, we have a new creation women's retreat, September 16th to 18th. Yeah. Zephyr Point Conference Center in Lake Tahoe. You may remember that from such retreats as Home Away From Home uh, a little less than a month ago. Uh, registration will begin next week. So July 31st, be on the lookout for the registration for the women's retreat. At this time, we are going to enter our time of giving and our corporate worship. So we just want to thank everybody who has been uh, faithful in your tithes and offerings. We do offer three ways in order to do that. You can give in person at the box at the back of the sanctuary, online through our website, or you can mail in the payment. If you have any questions on how to do that, you can obviously also contact the church office. If I could have everybody bow their heads as we enter a time of prayer. Dear Lord, we want to thank you so much for the opportunity we have to worship you. We ask that this worship be penetrating to our hearts and pleasing to your ears. We ask that this would be a time of remembrance to get to know you and what you've done and to prepare us for the word that Pastor Carlos will be preaching for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Isaiah 55, 12.
himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. my heart. Psalm 149, 23.
this morning, Heavenly Father, we ask you, God. First and foremost, for your mercy and grace, we thank you for that, Lord. And we ask you this morning to search our heart. Search our heart, oh God. Search us. The things that are inside of us, those things that are deep, that go real deep, God, I pray that you would reveal, that you would expose your light would shine onto those dark places this morning. Lord, I pray this morning for all those who aren't here, those who are sick in body, those who need uh, healing this morning. We got, we just pray that your spirit be with them right now, wherever they're at. We know who they are. You're here in this place, and maybe you need healing. You raise your hand and say, Pastor, I need healing right now in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus over our church, God, the blood of Jesus over our members, over your people, God. Lord, I pray this morning that you would draw back the, the backslider this morning. Someone who needs salvation, someone who's fallen, someone who's left home this morning. I pray you bring it back by your mercy and grace. The blood of Jesus over your service. May you flow through my lips to God. Use us, Lord, this morning to further your kingdom. I pray this message be encouraging, be a blessing for each and every one of us, God. May it be a reminder this morning that you're the only thing that we should believe in. Hallelujah. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing that again. set us free. Cleanse us from every sin. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated this morning. Thank you. Can we give our choir a hand this morning? Amen. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praises. We got a small video to show you real quick before we get started. If we can get that, I'd appreciate it.
Stop the video. Oh, okay. All right. No worries. Wasn't that beautiful? Wow, wow, wow. I'm telling you what, it was such an amazing thing to see these kids um, uh, just in it and having a good time, having fun. But, but what was so amazing is they love church time the, the best. And uh, hearing, that, hearing them say that was just an amazing thing. And when they were there after playing a hard day and, and everything that they were doing there at church, not like this, but like this, and intent and, and listening, and it was just an amazing thing. And a, and a quick testimony of, of what God is doing in their lives. We were at this pool, and the lifeguards um, said, this is the best group we've ever seen here at our pool. And you got to understand, when we came rolling through, 30, 30 people come running through the pool. They're looking like, oh my gosh. I mean, they, they were scared. But to see the kids, and, 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 and it wasn't just because they're well behaved. It's because the Spirit of the Lord is in them. That's why. Amen. So this morning, before we start, I, I didn't ask these kids. I'm just going to put them on the spot. And, and surprisingly, a lot of the kids have heard the verse but didn't memorize. And so even if they don't this morning, let's have their back, amen? So if I can get this mic, um, I want to, uh, let's see here. Let me get uh, Mackenzie. Why don't you come here real quick and see if you can cite this verse for us. If you can, off the top of your head, John three sixteen. what does it say? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. <laughs> oh, oh. Mateo. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Miss Maddie. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It was an amazing thing to see all the kids at the end of the camp memorize that verse. And some of them needed a little help. But how many know we all need help? Amen. John 3.16, if you want to turn there with me, John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This morning, I believe. Who believes this morning with me? Amen. 
Amen. If I asked you, if I asked you, and, and this message is for someone here this morning who's battling, who's doubting. If I asked you this morning, do you believe in pizza? What would you say? If I asked you this morning, do you believe in dreams? If you believe in princesses and Prince Charmings, what would you say? If I said, if I asked you this morning, do you believe in race cars? Uh, are race cars true? Oh, there we go. Are race cars real? What would you say? Now, I want you to do me a favor, church. I want you to close your eyes. If you're watching with us online, do me a favor. Just close your eyes right now. Close your eyes, church, and pretend and pretend. I'm saying pretend. If a child can do it, we can do it this morning. Pretend. Just pretend. That's what we're saying. Pretend you've never seen a tree. But you've read about it in a book that trees are beautiful. They can be helpful. They can grow real big. And birds like to go and live in there, and the roots go real deep so they can drink water from the ground. If you've never seen a tree, that would be a little hard to believe. Right? You can open your eyes. I remember telling someone about God that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes would not perish but have everlasting life. And they said, it's hard to believe because I've never seen Jesus. I've never seen this God. I can't believe that he could take away what I've done wrong. Matter of fact, what I've done wrong, nobody could take away what I've done wrong. I said, he's real. He's in my heart. He's living in my life. I could talk to him and he can talk to me. He said, no, I don't believe because I can't see. And then I asked him, I said, well, do you believe in the wind? He said, of course I believe in the wind. I said, well, you can't see the wind. He said, no, you're right. You can't see the wind. I caught him off guard. He said, you know, you're right. I can't. Yeah, that's true. I can't see the wind. We can see the effects of the wind, right? We can see the trees swaying. We can see a kite flying. We can see water at Lake Tahoe being pushed by something we can't see, boats moving, but we can't see the wind. So how do we know it's real? We could, we could feel, we, could, we can see the effects of the wind, we know it's there. I really wanna to talk to you this morning, even to the choir this morning, even to the church, I want to talk to you about Jesus. Remember the one who came and died for our sins. Someone who we can't see this morning, but we can read about, just like the dinosaurs. Right? We can't see the dinosaurs, but we know they existed. Right? Uh, we can read about them. We can, we, we, we can go and we can see bones and, and artifacts. We can, we can look, but, but we can't see Jesus' bones. That's because Jesus didn't stay here on earth. Before Jesus died, he asked people to follow him. Some did, some didn't. Just like today, you have some friends, some co-workers following Jesus. You know, some people who aren't following Jesus. Jesus asked the disciples like he's going to ask you this morning, like he's asked you, like he's going to ask you. He says, do you believe in me? John eleven twenty five 25 says, Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He asked. She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God. And while he has followers, disciples there, he's out and about telling the world about his Father. And Jesus starts doing something. He starts healing people. Miracles start happening, amen? People start being healed. He starts opening blinded eyes. and The lame are walking. The demon-possessed minds are becoming clear. The lepers. But there's one thing that they all had in common. Before they were healed, they believed. They believed. One time Jesus had to pray for someone that was dead. 
There was a lot of people in the room who didn't believe and Jesus had to do something a little unusual. He had to ask these people to, to leave the room, to be dismissed. Because their unbelief was causing Jesus himself, causing Jesus himself some, some issues for, for, for him to be able to pray for this person who needed to be healed. They couldn't be healed because there was so much unbelief in the room. And that shows me this morning that if Jesus had to ask some people to leave, maybe sometimes we're asking God for a miracle. We need God to move in our lives in a certain situation. But we got some people that we're hanging with that are, there's a lot of unbelief going on. And maybe we need to remove ourselves from the situation. Oh, wait, hold on. Maybe we need to kick some people up out of the house because there's a lot of unbelief going on. And we're wondering why God's not moving. I knew I wouldn't get too many amens right there, but that's okay. So after all this, people believed in Jesus. They followed Jesus. But then Jesus told, then Jesus told them why he really came. Matthew 16, 21, he says right here, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed, and on the third day be raised to life. And that's what happened. He was killed. The Bible says darkness came over the land, the earth shook, the rocks split, almost like God was so angry and sad at the same time that his son, who has never done anything wrong, took our punishment. They put Jesus into a tomb, even had guards protecting it, very secure, right? So no one could take the body. Jesus laid there dead. When's the last time you've ever been to a gravesite? And when you go to a gravesite, normally you'll bring a little paper, you'll bring a note, you'll bring something with you, you bring some flowers. And there was a girl named Mary Magdalene who was doing just that. She was there visiting the tomb. And all of a sudden she shows up and she notices the stone, this thing that could not be moved, this thing that was protected by guards, all of a sudden was moved. And she's freaking out. She goes and runs and tells the disciples. And it says, even Peter himself came and looked and saw the clothes and all folded nice and neat. The linen just folded like someone just took it. And I, don't know, yeah, I didn't know Marie Kondo was there at that time, but she was. The Bible says that Mary Magdalene stood outside the tomb a little later crying. Guess who shows up? Jesus. Jesus said to Mary, why are you crying? The Bible says Mary got so excited, she clung to Jesus. And Jesus like, whoa, whoa, Mary, Mary, there's no reason to get all like this. It's okay. John chapter 20, Mary Magdalene came, told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. John chapter 20, verse 24. Then all of a sudden right here, now Thomas called the twin. One of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came. So he said to them, unless I see his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Kind of like people we know today who don't go to church. They they, unless they see God, they ain't going to believe. Verse 26, after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord, my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. But Jesus says right here, blessed are those who have not seen, yet 
still believe. Do we believe this morning, church? Amen. To believe him is to follow him. To truly believe him is to truly follow him. Church, do we believe? There are two types of people in the world. Those who believe and those who don't believe. There is no middle gray on this area right here. We either believe or we don't believe. We cannot agree to disagree on this. In John chapter 3, it talks about all those who believe. The Bible says if we believe, we will not perish but have everlasting life. Which means when we die, we'll go to heaven and be with Jesus forever. I want you to close your eyes again. I want you to picture and imagine people that have gone before you. Picture right now people who have left this earth before you who are standing in the presence of God right now. When we pass away... We will also be there with them. That what an amazing thing that is. People that we that we miss, people that have left this earth. We will be there with them. And I wish I could stop right there as we open our eyes. But the Bible also says in John 3:18, it says, He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is saying if you don't believe, if you don't believe, you get condemned. Which means when we die, we will not go to heaven. It means when we die, we'll be sentenced to hell. And that's what condemned means. You've been found guilty. We've been found guilty. Because we reject Jesus and we refused to let him be in charge of our life and we refuse to believe so many are going to miss out on heaven they're going to miss out on eternity with Jesus because they refuse to believe so what does it mean to believe accept something as true feel sure it's the truth belief for you and me is to place one's trust in God's truth a person who believes is one who takes God at his word And know he is the way to heaven. To believe him is to, thank you, follow him. I'm going to say that again. To believe him is to follow him. Say that with me, church. To believe him is to follow him. Jesus was kind-hearted, which means we can also be kind-hearted. Pastor, it sounds like you're preaching to the kids this morning. We're all children this morning. We can all be kind-hearted. Wait, we should all be kind-hearted. Ephesians 4.29, do not, let your, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. What kind of talk is coming out of our mouths this morning? Jesus was obedient, which means we should also be obedient. 1 John 2.5, but if anyone obeys his word... For, Love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. That's a beautiful thing. Must live as Jesus did. Not maybe or it must. Must live as Jesus did. Jesus was thankful. Which means we can also be thankful. When's the last time you just walked up to somebody and said thank you? When's the last time you went to your husband or wife and said thank you? Or to your mom and dad and said, thank you. For what? For coming to church with me. For being here in the presence of the Lord with me. Thank you. Jesus was thankful. Jesus always gave thanks. Always thanking the Father. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus always blessed his food. I know this sounds really cheesy this morning, but I'm going to be real. Do you bless your food? Yeah, at Costco, when you're sitting there, when it's real busy? Do you actually take the time and thank God for what he's given you? 
at the dinner table with the families who don't believe in Jesus, do we bless the food? Amen. Amen. Praise God. I see some heads going like this, and I see some people going, which, hey, 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 say. In a room full of people who are unbelieving, do we bless, do we say, hey, 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 you go ahead, but I'm going to take some time and bless this food. I'm going to thank God for what he's given me. I had someone tell me one time when I was younger, they said, you're blessing your food. Thank you, God. I'm eating the same thing, and I'm not, I don't need to bless my food. Yeah. Now, as a parent, I understand. It's like having kids, and one of them thanking you for something, the other one never thanking you. I'm going to thank God. I'm going to thank him. Ephesians 6 Speaking of parents, it says, children, obey your parents in the, in the Lord, for this is right. I don't care if you're 50, 60, 70 years old in this place. If you have a parent, it says, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, so that you, it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. To truly believe God is to truly follow God. How I many you know the devil believes in God? But he doesn't follow God. The resurrection of Jesus is the most important message, in my opinion, in the, in the history of the world. His resurrection separates him from every other religious leader in the history of the world. No other religious person claimed to have conquered death except Jesus. And guess what? He did. He died on the cross, he was buried. He was raised from the dead. His shedding of blood is important. It washes away our sins. And our sins can only be removed by the bloodshed of Jesus. But after he hung on the cross, they put him into a tomb. And this tomb is very important. This burial is very important because it reminds me and teaches me that my sins also got buried with Jesus. The things that I've done that I don't want no one to know about. Got buried. People might remember what you have done, but Jesus says, Your sins I will remember no more. That's for someone this morning who's walking in condemnation. You're walking around life going, Man, I can't believe I did that. I will ne-. no. Jesus says, I will remember your sins no more. What do you tell that woman? Go and sin no more. But after Jesus rose from the grave, he didn't stay on earth much longer. You see, him and his disciples are hanging out. They're chilling. They're having a good day. You know, I'm not sure. Maybe they're eating some fish. I don't know what they're doing, but all of a sudden, something changes in the atmosphere. All of a sudden, they're like, Jesus has this look again. You know, Peter was looking at John going, hey, what's going on? What's happening with Jesus? I don't know. He looks pretty serious. But he looks happy at the same time. You see, he already, he has that same look on his face that before he told us that he was going to die. You remember that? They're like, yeah, but he looks happy this time. And you know, they're thinking, man, maybe, maybe, maybe Jesus is going to get him back. (laughs) Maybe it's time. Maybe we're going to, no, no, no. And all of a sudden Jesus says, hey guys, I'm leaving. Can you imagine? Wait a second. You just came back. What do you mean, Jesus? You're leaving? Jesus is like, yes, I'm, I'm leaving. But he says right here in John 14, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For him to say, do not let your hearts be troubled, you know they were, they're, they're, they, 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 were, they were upset. They were angry. They were sad. They were troubled. You, he says, you believe in God, also believe in me. My father's house has many rooms. If it was not so... Would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. I want to stop right there. Are you doing, are you and me Are we doing the works that Christ is doing? 
Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these. Because I'm going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. I want to tell you, it was an amazing thing seeing these kids at camp, as many of them took truth, the truth. They picked truth up that was beaten and bloody. And you can see it on some of their faces. You can see as they're receiving the truth of God. They took truth and they dust truth off. They wiped the blood off of truth. And they, help, and they are helping truth. Truth is with them. That's an, that's an amazing thing. Jesus says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you an advocate. I like to, I like to think of it as the, um, as the tea bag. I want to show you something real quick I showed, that I showed the, the students. We're kind of like a tea bag. Um, we're living life. We're attached to, you got, you got Satan right here. He's kind of dangling us. And there's something inside our lives that's called sin. We ask Jesus into our life. And by God's grace, he sets us free from Satan. Satan all of a sudden now is not, no longer attached to us. And Jesus, through the course of time, starts doing some surgery on us. You know, he opens us up if we let him, if we allow him. And he starts cleaning us out. And by his grace and mercy, we become pure, not in our own strength, but by him. You know, and the Bible says that he's going to send us an advocate, which is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Spirit of God is going to come. And just like the day of Pentecost, you know, they, fire came up in that room. The Spirit of God is going to fill you like he's filled many of you, like he's filled the kids. And as we get filled, we live this life, but one day we're going to die. But when we die... We're not going to stay here. You see, when we die, our spirit is going to go up to heaven to be with Jesus. But then we're going to come back and we're going to reign for a thousand years. Amen. Just like this little tea bag. What a beautiful thing that is. Amen. Jesus also told the disciples these words. He said in Mark 16, 14, right here, he said, Jesus appeared to the 11 as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe. These aren't, these, these aren't just uh, uh, sinners off the street now. These are, these are the disciples. Jesus comes and rebukes them. Who here this morning needs to be rebuked and be reminded that Jesus is the only way to make heaven our home? Amen. Jesus rebukes them and says, he says right here, your refusal to believe those who had seen him after they had risen. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. That's why you need to bless your food. They, they will place their hands on people who are ill and they will get well. When's the last time somebody said, I have a headache? When's the last time instead of reaching to the ibuprofen, you just say, let me pray for you. 
I believe God can heal you. I believe. But the question is, I might believe, but when I'm praying for you, the question is, do you believe? Do you believe that God can heal you? Do you believe that God can fix the situation? So the question I had was, did all the disciples believe? Did they all follow? Yes, they did, all but one. We don't have time to go into Judas' story, but there was a man named Judas who, who walked with Jesus, who followed Jesus at some time, but ended up selling Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. And I tell myself, man, who in the world would sell Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver, for 100 pieces of silver, for 1,000? Who would do that? You know, there's people every Sunday morning selling Jesus out for golf. For the game. Selling Jesus out for money. Selling Jesus out for their career. There's people every day selling Jesus out. Judas' Judas's story is tragic. Some of the disciples had questions. They even doubted at times. Yes, they doubted. But at the end of the day, by God's grace, they still believed. They still believed. They told people, just like I hope we're telling people on the workplace, at the store, maybe at school, about Jesus, that he is the only way to make heaven. That he is the only way. There is no other way. And sometimes as you're reading the Bible, you can see when the disciples were, were when Jesus left and, and the Holy Spirit was with them and, they're, and they're, they're preaching and they're sharing the love of God, some cities accepted him and some people did not. And I want to encourage you this morning. I just want you to know when somebody, when you tell someone about Jesus and they reject it, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting him. But what a crazy thing. What a sad day we live. What a, what a sad, when, when we could tell people about the truth and yet they still won't believe. Have you ever told someone the truth and they don't believe you? Think about it. Have you ever told somebody uh, maybe, you've, maybe you've been accused of something. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe something happened at the workplace or maybe at school. You told somebody the truth and they didn't believe you. I didn't do that. Yes, you did. No, I did. I did not do that. I don't know about you, but it hurts my feelings when I tell someone the truth and they don't believe. How, about, how does Jesus feel? Have you ever told your child something? You tell your child the truth as a parent. You tell your child, listen, I know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you the truth. I would not lie to you. And your own kids won't believe you. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, family counseling after service. This <laughs> Parents, are you hearing me? Can you imagine telling your kids the truth and they don't believe you? How does Jesus feel when he's telling the truth when they beat him up so bad you couldn't recognize him and still he loves them when he tells people, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. My Father loves you so much that he sent me to die for your sins. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe? This morning, I make a stand once again, and I will say, I believe in God the Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection, that we will rise again, like the song says, yes, I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you believe? Do we believe? We all say yes this morning, but there's going to come a day when Pastor Carlos is going to be a lot older. And I, I, I don't know, I might, be, I might have a cane, I'm not sure. You might see me on the street. 
You might see me somewhere unexpected. And to the kids, to the teenagers, to maybe, 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 maybe you're 21 now. Maybe you're getting married. To the little ones, maybe you're buying your first car. Maybe, maybe you're graduating. I'm going to ask you, do you still believe? Do you believe? You graduated college and you got a job, you got a career now, and life is maybe maybe you're getting transferred somewhere else, and and I see you, or I'm in the hospital, and I pray maybe you come and visit me if you have time, and I see you and I say, do you still believe? And my heart and my my hope is that each and every one of us in this place. Will say yes, Pastor. I still believe. I still believe. I believe. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads this morning as our sister comes and prays. Be blessed this morning. Believe. Don't buy the lie of Satan that there is a million ways to heaven. There's only one way. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. As you this morning, surrender your life to him. Give him your heart. Be blessed this morning as our sister prays. Amen. Yes, Lord, and may the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Dear Lord, our Redeemer. We pray that you will give our unbelief belief. Help us to believe, Lord, and help us to follow Jesus every place we go. And now I pray a blessing over each and every person here, each and every person watching online. And Lord, we pray that everyone will go in the joy of the Lord. Amen. You may be dismissed. Not 
by the letter the letter kills Not by the letter the letter kills But the spirit gives me life